What's going on, Badger fans? It is a recruiting-heavy edition of the Lockdown Badgers podcast. Huge weekend from Ohio State. We have to recap, plus a potential basketball commit on the horizon. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Lockdown Badgers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Thank you so much for making this one of your first listens every single day. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 back in in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. All right, let's get into it. Let's begin to get started. Let's get into it. Huge, huge recruiting weekend uh, against Ohio State. They had a ton of big-time prospects on campus. Uh, This is not going to be a comprehensive list, but I want to talk about some of the guys that I found most interesting, right? Some four-star kids, um, some four, three and four-star kids from the 25 class, uh, a couple 24 prospects back on campus. And let's just start. Let's go with with the one that didn't make it, that that really stinks. So Tariq Hayer, cornerback coming out of the D.C. area, four-star kid, really talented, really athletic. Uh, he had a tweet, American Airlines, got, his flight got delayed. They couldn't hook him up with a connection. Apparently, uh, American Airlines didn't realize the insignificance of four-star cornerbacks to Madison. Uh, so Tariq Hayer could not make it to campus. That's a big one. That would have been a great kid to get on campus, to watch that environment, to watch Ohio State, to be to see the drone show. Um, so Tariq Hayer will hopefully be able to get him on campus another time, but that was uh, a bit unfortunate. Jalen Williams was there. Jalen Williams, a four-star defense alignment in the 2025 class, offers from Georgia, Iowa, Auburn, Florida State, and more. This, this was one of the biggest visitors there. Jalen Williams is a stud. 6'6", 285. Again, blue chip offer list. Huge frame. Big, physical, nasty defense alignment. Uh, carries the weight really well. Tremendous upside, but also a pretty high floor. Uh, he looks like he looks like the type of kid Wisconsin traditionally doesn't get on the defensive line. He's that type of impact prospect. Getting him on campus is a big deal. He raved about the visit afterwards. Um, again, moves really well for his size. Plays kind of that jumbo defensive end spot. Jalen Williams is definitely somebody to watch in the 25 class. Great job getting him on campus. And it is a loaded offer list. But these are the type of players you got to get him on campus. And you got to be able to close on Jalen Williams types. Because... That's the difference, right? We talk about it all the time. Cornerback, defense line, receiver. We talk about with Brian. We talk about with John Garcia when he was on, too. You need to upgrade those positions. So Jalen Smith getting him on campus. Again, really, really high ceiling and a pretty high floor. This is the type of prospect that if you, Wisconsin can find a way to get would be one of the bigger recruiting wins in recent program history. So Jalen Williams was on campus. Xavier Lucas was back up on campus. The 2024 cornerback coming out of American Heritage down in Florida. Uh, we had Xavier Lucas on the show. We've talked Xavier Lucas a lot. This is going to be a battle. Uh, Lucas 6'2", 185. One of the the most important prospects in this class, uh, as Wisconsin's going to have to fight a little bit to keep him probably. Really big physical corner, very athletic, probably more of a four-star guy than a three-star guy. Uh, track kid. So you're just not uh, – he is a four-star guy in Rivals, actually. You're just not going to find many 6'2", 190-pound cornerbacks that can run. And and he plays tremendous competition in high school. So he came back on campus, and I think that was a, a, a coup for the Badgers uh, recruiting department to get him up, really allow him to see a night game in Camp Randall, really allow him to see 
what it looks like, again, what Camp Randall can look like when it's jazzed up, what Camp Randall can look like playing a big-time opponent. So Xavier Lucas is back up. That was a big one. Michael Reske, the 6'8", 290, probably more like 300-pound in-state offense lineman out of Watoma. This kid is a stud, a four-star prospect, blue-chip offer list. Uh, it sounds like it's kind of down to – from what I've heard, it's kind of a Wisconsin-Notre Dame battle. I think Wisconsin might have a bit of an edge there, but – Notre Dame has it recruits offense line really well. They have to lock down Reski. Reski moves incredibly well. He's like, you know, everybody who listens to this show knows my love of Garrett Sexton. And the, the reason I love Sexton so much is he moves like a deer. Sexton is incredibly fluid and mobile for an athlete of his frame. Reski is like that, but he already carries more weight. Reski moves so well as an offensive lineman. Uh, great job understanding angles. Uh, Big 6A frame, but he carries his weight so well. He runs, forget the deer. Deer deer are nimble, they're small. He runs like an elk. He's like a buffalo. Uh, he is so unbelievably fluid in open space, hitting a blocker or hit, hitting a defender, finding another, always searching for that second level um, defender to wall off. Yeah, he's he plays really high. The the There's a lot of work that's going to have to go into just like kind of, but of course he plays high. He's a 6'8 offensive lineman in high school. That, you know, they're going to have to refine some of that, but that's true for just about every offensive lineman. Rescue was on campus. That's one of the bigger targets, right? Uh, Four-star offensive tackle in state. You can't lose him. I shouldn't say you can't, but that's the guy you really need to lock down, given some of the other recent in-state offensive linemen and players that have left. Let's see. Um, Chad Gasper, running back in the 25 class. Four-star running back, 5'11", 195 pounds, coming out of Katy, Texas. Really good, too. Offer list, here you go. Ohio State, Oregon. Arizona State, Michigan, Nebraska. I know Nebraska and Wisconsin both feel pretty good here. Um, in between tackles guy, really well built. Chad Gasper, compact runner, physical. Uh, a lot of really good clips of him catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, they would line him up in the slot. They would run, line him up on the outside. Uh, he's he's just an athlete. He, he's an athlete, fast, physical, not elite speed, but a four-star running back coming out of Texas that can catch the ball, is built well, runs with power. Uh, Gasper's another one that was on campus. Cooper Catalano, uh, the in-state linebacker in the 24 class on, on campus. Uh, I think he eventually ends up at Wisconsin. Nino Hill, a 25 running back out of Canton, Ohio, a little underrated, uh, six foot, 185 pounds. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to, to bust out a little bit. He was on campus. And then one more I want to talk about, Austin Alexander. And again, this is not a comprehensive list. These were some that were interesting to me. Austin Alexander, a three, high three-star out of Union, Kentucky. Defensive end, 6'3", 250. A really big frame, another 2025 kid. Uh, the film on him, he looks bigger than he's listed on film. And again, we've talked about, we talked about with Jalen Williams, you have to build up this defense line. And you see in the 25 class, they're already working towards that. With Austin Alexander, Jalen Williams getting on campus, these are two big-time edge prospects out of state. It was great to see them get those guys on campus. Coming on next, we're going to talk about the preferred walk-on that committed a couple days ago. Uh, I really think there's some juice there. We're going to talk about that. Plus, take a couple of your comments. That's coming up next on Locked On Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best, the easiest, the greatest sports book. That's, that's why we use it. This is what we go to for all of our betting on the Locked On Network. Uh, player props, future spreads. It's all there. I was looking at the Wisconsin-Indiana line on FanDuel. It's minus nine and a half. I, I don't know if I'd love that from the Wisconsin standpoint, but FanDuel always has those lines up quickly. If you want to parlay or do futures bets, that's all there as well. Plus, it's safe, secure, incredibly easy to use. You don't have to be tech savvy to figure it out. It's 
point click, you're in and out, incredibly simple. And there is a now a great offer. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. I want to again thank everybody for tuning in. I again apologize for my voice. It will come back at some point, probably. Uh, let's let's move on to the next one. This this one I didn't talk about. I mentioned it when it happened, and then I went back and watched the film, and I was like, "Oh, I, I need to talk about this kid. I need to talk about um, uh, Langdon Norgard." And we're going to start with fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. You got to do it, man. The walk-ons deserve the recruiting cannons as much as anybody else. Uh, so Langton Norgard, 6'4", in-state recruit, uh, committed to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on. He had a few other FCS-level offers, uh, Minnesota Duluth, Winona State, Upper Iowa, Minnesota State, Valpo. It's interesting. Now, a lot of walk-ons, I know everybody's going to say, dude, why are, you, why are you wasting time on a walk-on? I'm, I'm telling you, first of all, because we're a Wisconsin fan. Right. Like if anybody, if any program knows the value of walk-ons, it's Wisconsin. I love walk-ons. I love cheering for them. I love rooting for them. And it's just more darts you can throw at the wall. There's no downside to taking walk-ons. And occasionally you can find a walk-on that has some type of carrying tool. Right. If you think about in baseball, a carrying tool is like uh, maybe a kid has a 96 mile an hour fastball, but everything else is broken. Like the mechanics are bad. He can't locate it. But he's got one tool that is a carrying tool. If he can figure the rest of the pieces out. He could become something that that's what Langdon has. He has a carrying tool. That carrying tool is his hands and his size. He's a six, four, 200 pound receiver lines up on the outside moves pretty well. He's not a burner that that's why he's a preferred walk on. If he was running a four, four, this would be like a four star kid, but he's not like, it is what it is, but great, incredible ball skills, like able to high point the ball, a one hand catches red zone threat. It's really interesting when you watch the film there are, there is just great ball skills here. The ability to get deep a little bit, um, kind of shield off defenders, two-hand catch, one-hand catch, end zone, contested catches, whatever it is, a physical after the, after the catch as well. He's pretty good in the run game. A uh, good blocker because he's 6'4", 200, a very willing blocker. It's possible to me when I look at, at Norgard, it's possible there's a future kind of a tight end hybrid here if he, if he can build up some weight, if he can be 6'4", 200, to, or 6'4", 220, 6'4", 230. That's kind of a unique skill set uh, with his hands and his ability to go up and get get the ball. Or maybe he can get a little more speed working under Brady Collins, right? This could be a guy who goes from that 4-6. He's probably like a 4-6-5 guy right now. Maybe he can shave that down and get into the mid-4-5s. Four, four, four and then you have something interesting to work on. So, listen, I'm not expecting Langdon Norgard to be the best receiver on the Badgers. But I would file his name in the back of your head. I would put it in that filing cabinet. And I would say... Check on it in a few years because he is carry, He has a carrying skill set, which is the size and the hands, the ability to high point the ball. Those things not everybody has. Those things a lot of those those are things a lot of scholarship receivers don't have. So, if you come in as a walk on and you have a carrying tool, it's possible down the road things can work out. And it, we've seen it happen at Wisconsin a lot. Uh, he joins. There is uh, three preferred walk ons in this class now. It's Milo Spesvich, which is the quarterback, and Drew Bram, which is the in state linebacker. All right, I want to take a couple of your comments here because we had some interesting feedback coming off uh, our last show, ranking the t- the toughest teams left. A couple of Nebraska fans checked in. 
Hashtag birdie said, I'm biased. I think Nebraska is much better than Minnesota. Husker N said, Husker fan here in Nebraska. Wisconsin is definitely the toughest team left on our schedule. But he says, our 3-3-5 defense is absolutely amazing, and the Badgers should worry about that. It's going to be Nebraska or Wisconsin for the West. Yeah, like I have – this is this was probably the biggest um, disagreement I had with my my rankings of the toughest teams left. A lot of people said Nebraska is tougher than Minnesota. It, it would be if we were playing – Minnesota at home and Nebraska on the road, right? Like it's just that playing the home road thing, it, it matters. Uh, I think Nebraska's tough. I don't, I don't think Wisconsin's going to necessarily roll over Nebraska. I don't think that's an easy game whatsoever. I, I really, truly don't. I just like that Minnesota game is going to be hard. It's going to be on the road. Last game of the year, it's possible Minnesota and Wisconsin are both playing for the West at that point. Minnesota has beaten Nebraska, right? I don't know. I, I think, again, going down the stretch, you look at it, I think Wisconsin probably goes 3-1, and one, and the loss is either going to be Minnesota or Nebraska. And it's going to feel like a loss, by the way, that we shouldn't lose. It, it is. Because uh, none of these teams are, are all that good, but we're not either. And so I think 3-1 and one down the stretch, I have the loss probably to Minnesota. Oh, gosh, I can't even say it. We can't lose to Minnesota. I'm going to say Nebraska just because we can't lose to Minnesota again this year. We just cannot. Cannot. Um, this is, I forget, I didn't see whose name this was, but he said, why would you have a sign saying Fleck is a weirdo? That's a really cheap shot. Have you personally met him? Interviewed former or current players? I'm just checking. Um, I, I had a sign on my whiteboard saying Fleck is a weirdo because Fleck is a weirdo. It's as simple as that. I, I'm a Wisconsin fan. Um, I don't mind needling Minnesota, but we're talking about a coach who boasted on Twitter about bringing the ax to bed with him. Like, I don't need to interview. By the way, I've also heard things I can't say on this show about Fleck. So, um, Fleck's a super weirdo. He, he's a crazy weirdo. Uh, I think, look, it, it fits. It works for, at the college level to some degree. Like, it, he connects. He's able to connect to some 18 to 22-year-old young men. Like, I, his demographic is not us. Like, he's not trying to appeal to me as a 40-year-old. Like, that that shtick kind of works for for college athletes but yeah he's a he's a friggin weirdo that's why i had a sign saying he's a weirdo um this one is from a few we were talking about um basketball transition the other day he said i guarantee tempo as measured by possessions per game will again be bottom 340 out of 362 outside of store this team isn't designed to play in transition i think there's players on this team that can play in transition store definitely can i think connor can run to spots in transition i think your bigs are relatively mobile um, I mean, they're not gazelles, but Tyler Wall can beat people down the court. Crowell can move. Nolan Winter, if he's on the court, can move. Hepburn can move. I, I agree. It's not a team of thoroughbreds, uh, but I, I think it's better than you're giving it credit for. But, it, again, I don't know if guard is going to let that happen. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced he is. I think he I think he worries about it a little too much. I think he worries about the turnovers a little too much. We'll see. I, I'm incredibly curious for it. Um Forrest Aguirre says, dude, you spread that cold around the stadium. I caught it in section C. Thanks a lot. Maybe, maybe I caught it from you, Forrest. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, this one is from Clink. He said, is Connor starting this year or Max? Personally, it doesn't matter to me, uh, but it can be an ego thing for these young kids. Both will be getting 30 minutes a game or close to it. I think Connor starts. I, I think Connor has to start. You have to start Connor this year. Because here's the thing. Uh, Connor could still transfer. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting any of this out there, but Connor is a sophomore who played right away as a true freshman and earned a starting role last year. If you go and put him on the bench, I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't love the vibes of that. 
especially in the era we're in. Uh, Klesman is a great six-man. He can play 30 minutes a game. And honestly, I think he might be better suited as a six-man because he can come in for the one or the two, maybe even the three, depending on lineups. Depending on where you need a veteran presence, he feels like a great piece coming off the bench that can settle a game, that can give you some scoring burst, that can come in and play defense right away. And I think you need Connor shooting on the floor with your starters. You want to space the floor around the wall, uh, a crowd. You want to give Pepper some more space. You want to space it around store. I think Connor needs to start for several reasons. And that's where I would go. But but Max, you're totally right, Clink. Max is going to play 30 minutes a game. Uh, he absolutely is. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. We're going to talk about a basketball recruit committing somewhere on Friday. I think it's going to be Wisconsin. We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show over at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is necessary for people like me who have constant car troubles, constant car problems, the right fit, the right prices, the right parts. It's all guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience is what drives the home, the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, uh, wheels, everything you need. Every single part you would possibly require is on eBay Motors. That's something I've used to help augment my Jeep Compass, which is in constant need of parts. eBay Motors, the thing is that you're not burning cash, you're burning rubber. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions to apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to us customers. That's ebaymotors.com. All right, let's keep going here. I want to talk about uh, that we have we have a big potential commitment coming up on Friday, and we haven't had much of a chance to talk about it yet. So I want to get into that next on Lockdown Badgers. Um, Daniel Jacobson. So Jacobson is a six six or seven two, two hundred thirty five pound center out of Wolfsboro, New Hampshire. Uh, interesting, really interesting player. He's visited um, Wisconsin a couple times. He's committing on Friday. He announced on Twitter that he's committing on Friday. It's going to be Purdue or Wisconsin. By the way. Can we get him just so that Purdue doesn't have another seven foot two monster patrolling the paint for three years? Like, can can we just stop that? So, what is Jacobson's game like? He's again listed seven two two thirty five. He looks it. That that doesn't look like an over exaggeration. Like his height and his size plays on the court moves really well for for a seven foot two kid. He's not gangly. He's not awkward. Uh, runs the court pretty well. There's a couple of clips of him getting up the court, beating the defense, uh, really establishing that early post position where he can dump it in, get that quick ba- uh, basket. So you like the movement skills out of a seven foot two kid. Uh, defensive presence for sure. Uh, not real big. Like you, he's going to have to add weight, but which you know which seven foot two post player doesn't need to coming out of high school to play in the Big Ten? I think that's basically normal across the board. But he, his defensive presence is there. He times the shot well. Uh, he's able to block shots, deter shots. He, he mans up pretty well. He puts his body into people. He moves well. The defense awareness seems pretty good. So you, I think you're getting a defensive guy who can also shoot, right? There's a ton of clips. They use him as a spacer all the time. A pick and pop three coming off the, the high pick and roll. He'll space out. He'll pop. They'll kick it back to him. And the thing is, even if you're kind of there, it's hard to block a seven-foot-two wingspan, right? So – Good form, good release, soft touch, really good shooter. I was impressed with the shooting almost more than anything else. So you have a seven foot two kid who can shoot, moves pretty well, not an elite athlete, moves pretty well, and is a defensive presence with his shot blocking. I like it a lot. Uh, he's coming in again, the size is apparent. Like the size is apparent. It 
it impacts the game. And if you can find a seven foot two kid who can move and shoot, that plays anywhere. That plays absolutely anywhere in college basketball. Um, not not the greatest athlete. Again, that that's why he's kind of a, a three four star. He's in that range, right? He's not an elite prospect because he's not super springy, but he's he's a, a winning player in the Big Ten. I, I like the I like the potential get. He's committing on Friday. I think he will pick the Badgers. And I'm excited for that one. And that kind of caps off a pretty solid 24 class because with Freitag, uh, Nate Robinson, Daniel Jacobson, what do you have? You have shooting across the board. You have a point guard, a small forward, and a center. So you have good positional versatility there. Uh, and frankly, you have multiple guys who can score. That's it. Wisconsin has needed, has continued to need to upgrade their scoring for a while. Jacobson can score in the paint. He can shoot. Freitag can score at all three levels. Robinson is a great, great shooter whose game has actually gotten better and better. So you're bringing in three scores, three guys who can shoot, and a legitimate seven foot two guy with with defensive ability. So I think I'm pretty good with this. Um, I'll talk more about it if he commits. I think he will. I do want to talk about Gus Yaldin a little bit because I, I did my projected rotation the other day, and I had Yaldin right on the bubble of it. I had my eight, and then I have Yaldon, Kamari McGee, and kind of JB Blackwell as maybe who's your ninth. Here's the thing. People need to remember, Yaldon has been hurt a little bit. Yaldon hasn't been healthy. Like, so he has to get healthy. He has to stay healthy. Um, but he's still, like, he's. I, he, I think he's going to play this year. He's still going to play. I just think maybe not as much as I originally thought. But you're going to see Gus Yaldon on the court this year. He's still going to play as a backup five. And I still think not, nothing – that I've seen so far, nothing I've heard so far has diminished my overall optimism for Gus Bus. I think he's going to be a really good Big Ten player for basically the time he's here. I think he's going to be a pain in people's sides, and I think he's going to be a tough, like a, a kind of just a winning player. So I had somebody ask me if um, if if I was taking back all my Gus stock, and that's why I want to talk about this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, it's it's way too early for starters. Um, let's see how the season plays out. He's still going to play. He has had to deal with some injuries that I think have set him back. So all of that stuff matters, like not being able to jump into practice right away matters. I still think the skill set's there, and I think the IQ is there for him to be a big-time contributor for the Badgers. So that's where I'm at on that one. Again, huge recruiting weekend that we just came off of. Daniel Jacobson committing soon. Big-time football offers on campus. Jalen Williams, Xavier Lucas, Michael Resky. We're going to have to track these and see how they go, but they did a good job of getting the right type of prospects on campus against Ohio State. We're going to wrap it up there. On Wisconsin. Appreciate you guys so, so much. And we're going to talk more tomorrow.